Hi guys, it's Kirkland Manning here telling you that today's episode is brought to you by Junie B. Hives. Junie B. Hives is a local company that is produced, ran, distributed by one very special listener and a very special person to me and my brother as well, David Manning, our father. Our dad has worked very hard recently on trying to produce this honey, and he's doing a great job. It's flying off the shelves. People are buying it left and right. People that he works with, that we work with, everybody is just loving this local grown honey. And you can get some today at Junie B. Hives on Facebook. So run out today and get some honey and enjoy your day. Now it's time to really enjoy this episode. three grown men at running back and you know there's no there's no secret what their identity is and you can either match that or you can't um you know because i mean they have a hey you've played eight games so you have a distinct style of play at this point and uh, they're a very physical group uh, all three backs can 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 beat you all three of them they got all got about the same amount of carries i mean these guys are really really good football players uh, we saw one up close a couple years ago um, they, they've settled in at receiver got three really good receivers in zero and four and 83 and then 87 is a all-american i mean he's he's a great great football player uh that that they use but you know they have a they have a, a style of play and you either are ready for that or you're not. So it's going to be a very physical game. Uh, uh, no secret there. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Tiger Brothers Podcast. As always, I am Kirkland Manning. And I'm Chris Manning. How's it going, man? It's going, man. Uh, just to let everybody know, it might sound a little different today. We're trying something new. You're sick a little bit. It's yeah. a little under the weather, so you're away. So we're doing this on a different app basically so you're away i'm in the studio so hopefully it sounds okay hopefully there's not any random noises or anything coming through but we'll see we'll see we'll see um so far so good though um yeah man i'm excited i'm pumped we're, we're in the thick of it right now man with the college football season yep um tonight is tuesday um when we're recording this so Tonight the rankings will come out and we'll know who, where the playoff picture stands as of right now. Yep, yep, yep. That's always exciting for everybody. Um, yeah. We get to um, be mad at a computer, or um, or I guess that's the committee. Uh, it's though, committee now. now, man. It's committees now. Yeah. Yeah. So we get to be, be mad, mad at, at about fourteen, fifteen people, or how many of us in that room? <laughs> exactly. Um, so we get to be mad at those people for no reason at all. Um, at least right now. As we get later on, you know, closer to playoff time, then we could really be mad at them if we need to be. But, That's right. um, yeah, I know so, it actually happens after the uh, playoff uh, uh, rankings. You know what happens after that, right? What's that? Maction, baby. Whoa. Maction starts tonight. We have football Monday night, Tuesday night, Wednesday night, Thursday night, Friday night, Saturday night, Sunday. Every day this week, football. Wow. It's the greatest time of the year. It is the greatest time of the year. Um, this is what we look forward to all year, pretty much, is just constant football all the time, no baseball, get out of here. Yep. Um, do you like Do you like hockey? No. Yeah. 
Yeah, so maybe let's just stop playing hockey and baseball and every other sport besides golf and football basketball. and basketball. No, we should play basketball. No, we should play that. We should play that. No, um, <laughs> if another round ball was never bounced, I would, it would not hurt my feelings. Dang. All right. Well, to each his own, I guess. Um, but, dude, I really wanted to start today off by, you know, um, having our own version of the college football rankings, the playoff yep. rankings. And I was really interested. Uh, we actually had this suggestion from your lovely wife, Miss Leslie. She did. She's a smart lady. Yes. And I thought it was a great idea, and as did you. So we figured we'd start the podcast off like this, and we, we're going to uh, give each other our take on where we think the top six are, correct? Yep. We're going to be just like the uh, – especially since we're uh, you know we're away from each other this week. We – I told you to like. You know, I want you to write yours down. I'm writing mine down. So this is going to be a complete surprise for to both of us who we have, just like they will have tonight on the show. Perfect. So it's actually blind. We, we yep. did not do this beforehand. This nope. is all happening in real time, which is exciting. Yep. Um. So yeah. With that being said, how should we do it? Do you want to you want to go with your list, or do should we just both say who our number one team is and go from there? Let's do just like they do. So we'll do six and five, and then we'll go one, two, three, four. Okay. I think that works. Um, all right. So for number six, who do you got? I have TCU. You have TCU at six? Yep. Very, very, very interesting. Who do you got? Um, for six, I have the Crimson Tide in Alabama. Okay. Now – I think I see where you're going with six, and I kind of like it because the reason I put Alabama at six was because they're you know a one-loss team. Yeah. Um, but also their wins aren't that impressive. They haven't played any other ranked teams this year. Um, well, no, they, they, well, they played a ranked team. They just haven't beat. They played Tennessee. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. They okay. played one ranked team and they yeah. lost, and yeah. they're and then they escaped. Uh, uh, Texas team when their quarterback went out in the first half and they barely beat them by a point. And yeah. so there's no real impressive wins. So honestly, I kind of like the TCU, but I'm going to stick with Alabama for now. Yep. I mean, I, right. struggled. I struggled with it. I mean, I, I tossed them because it's hard not to put Bama like up there. But I mean, just for what we have as of right now, of course, this changes every week. Yeah. And it all plays itself out like it does every year. But as of right now, I just see there's other teams ahead of Bama right now. I think you're right. And honestly, there's a we all know there's a big chance that Bama is probably gonna end up in the playoff somehow. Somehow, somewhere. Yeah, so like I'm not hating or anything like that. neither are you. Um it's more just yeah, if the, if it was a blank slate, we didn't know anything about these teams except for how they played, that's probably where they would be. Um yep. interchangeable, more than likely. Um, what do you got at five? I have the Michigan Wolverines at five. As do I. Um, pretty much for the a similar reason to Bama. They've only played one ranked team, but they did beat that ranked team. They did. Um, but other than that, not a whole lot of impressive things happening. I'm still confused as to why they're ranked ahead of Clemson. Um, not sure why that's happening. Well, I mean, they do have – I mean, yeah, I mean – the one win they have on the season is, I guess, Penn State. And I don't know what the heck Penn State is. I mean, they played pretty well this week with uh, Ohio State. Yeah. 
um, for a little while, and then just got it just snowballed after, you know, in the fourth quarter there to barely covering the spread. Um, But then when you watched that, uh, the Penn State-Michigan game, dude, that wasn't even a, it was never a game. Right. I mean, you could see, like, they're, I can't remember if they were, I can't remember if it was after the first quarter or after halftime. They were actually leading, I believe, Michigan, but had just the craziest stuff happened in that whole first quarter, first half. I can't remember which one it was. For them to be in the lead, but then it's like once Michigan started playing football, I don't know if they ever gained another yard in that ball game. Like, it was just a complete domination domination of that game. Oh, wow. So they probably dominated better than Ohio State did because if you, you look at the score and you're like, well, they won by 13. They were up by 20 at one point in time. Um, but yeah, they, they were they also losing that game with Ohio State for pretty much the whole ball game until like the last ten minutes of the game. Yeah, with I think it was eight minutes left in the game. Penn State was winning, and then they almost lost by twenty. It's just how fast it snowballed. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I mean, Penn State had a real opportunity to win that game. Their coach is anti kick a field goal, and that really came back to bite them later in the game. Yeah. Um. Could have changed everything, but yeah. Michigan, I have them at five. Just beat more ranked teams, and there you go. You, you'd yep. be right back up in there. But Michigan and Ohio State, um, they're going to hang around there until they play each other. So that's yep. basically how it's going to be. Yeah, that'll work theirself out, basically. Basically. Okay, so this is where we get into the nitty-gritty here. We yep. get into the fourth spot. So this would be no, your we're gonna team. Go, let's, go, let's go number one. We're going to go one. Two, oh, you want to go one? Okay. Yep. That's cool. why they do it on the show. That's why we're going to do it. Okay, perfect. Yeah, I like it. So let's let's do that then. Let's start with one. What do you got? I got Tennessee. Interesting. Okay, probably have the best win of the year. Um, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with Georgia at one. Okay. Only because the only reason because it's like they haven't really lost. That position, I mean, that's where they are in the AP. And I understand, I think you're doing this better than me because if you had a blank slate, okay, just picking up from here, there's no AP poll. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you're, I mean, you're, you kind of use the AP just to kind of give you a reference. But at the same time, the AP has nothing to do with their the playoff rankings, basically. Very true. Um, so, well, if you go based on that, which it's, which is correct, it would be Tennessee because they have the best win and they, are beating the doors off of people. So I mean, just as of right now, who is more impress? Who has been more impressive in the nation than Tennessee? Yeah, that's true. Um, yeah, I mean, if 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 that is the criteria, which it is, uh, I think you're right. Actually, I think Tennessee should be one. Um, man, I hate to flip flop just because, but I like your point there. So I'm actually going to say Tennessee is one yep. as well. Um, well, now I have to kind of regroup myself here and think of it that way Tennessee yeah is one so if you want to say more about that um, I just I mean yeah Bama they Bama was a good win um I mean I'm not even basing it off just off the Bama win I'm just just the eyeball test basically I, I don't know of another offense that is playing as good as as they are um, and then defensively, like this, just going back to this week against Kentucky, I mean, it was a 12 and a half point spread. Yeah, I picked Tennessee to cover it. Um, but 
I thought it might at least be kind of a game. And, dude, it was never a game. I mean, 44-6, to and you think of Kentucky kind of sort of being able to play a little bit of defense, and it was just it was nowhere close. And then you think of, well, they got Will Levis, who's supposed to be this, you know, a higher pick in the draft this year and all this stuff, and they completely dominated him. So not only are they just lights out on offense, but let them start kind of sort of playing a little bit better defense and Jeez oh, Louise, man. I mean, I, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. <clears throat> Absolutely. Um, Tennessee does have that fast um, offense. They get a lot of snaps off. They're really precise. Um, they don't make a whole lot of mistakes. I mean, that's really hard to do to go that fast and to not make that many mistakes. Um, defense plays well. Yeah, Tennessee's probably one right now. Yeah, I mean, as of right now, I mean, yeah, to me they are. I mean, this is very remnant. They look exactly like that. 2019 LSU team. And it's, they just yeah. come out of nowhere and they're just throwing up all these just record-breaking points. And they're basically the LSU team, but kind of the, it's, it's the same trajectory. Like They were like, well, they're de- their offense, yeah, they're scoring points, but their defense is kind of meh. But they were just outscoring everybody by so many points, it didn't really matter about the defense. But, right. but towards the end of that year, their defense kind of started playing a little bit better. And then, yeah. uh, of course, when it all came together, it was, it was just a dominating team. and man, it Massacring just, people. It looks like they're kind of going down that same road as them. So it'll, it'll be interesting to see if they're, you know, able to, to keep that, keep it going. And then and it starts this week with that game against Georgia. So we'll see. Absolutely. Um, again, I guess it's, <clears throat> it's not the same necessarily, but it's very similar with Georgia and Tennessee. They're not going to knock each other out completely. <coughs> but this game's going to tell you a whole lot. Um, SEC About championships are really going to tell you a whole lot. But, mm-hmm. yeah, you'll see more of what caliber each team is in this game. Yep. yep, yep. So for two, is that where we're going next? Yep. Who you got for two? <sighs> so this was the hardest one for me. Um. I am going to put Ohio State at two. Okay. So does that mean for you, if if Georgia and Ohio State played each other, you would probably pick Ohio State to win that ball game? Is that kind of where you're landing? Yes. Yeah. Gotcha. I, I think. I think so. Basically. Um. And I mean, also. Again, I'm just. This is up to this point in the year. Georgia's best win this year, and it's looking better now. But also, I think Oregon was a completely different team in that week one. I mean, everybody who thought Oregon was going to be a can still be a top ten team right now after week one when you watched them against Georgia, when That's Georgia true. just demolished them forty nine to three. wasn't even close. Everybody's like, okay, Oregon was just overrated, and just kind of threw them to the wayside. And then all of a sudden now. You're like, well, I don't know. Oregon's playing pretty good football. So yeah. if they played today, I think that would be a completely different ball game. But besides that game, dude, tell me who they've played. I know. Since then. I mean, Samford, South Carolina, Kent State, Missouri should have beat them. Yeah. Auburn, Bandy, and Florida's a joke. I mean, what team did I just name off there that scares you? Yeah, none of them. So, I mean, and not not saying that, but, I mean, Ohio State also, you can say that too, except for maybe the Penn State win. And, yeah. Um, 
Uh, I don't know if you can really label the Notre Dame game in there either. I don't know. Um, but, I mean, I, again, this is just more of an eyeball thing to me. I just see Ohio State's offense, and I think they can play okay defense. So I, I'm just going to, as of right now, I'm just going to give them the edge over Georgia because I just haven't saw enough of Georgia against comparable opponents right now, honestly. Yeah, okay. Um, I totally hear where you're coming from. It's, it, it, this is definitely the hardest one. Uh, but I am I'm gonna put Georgia at two. Okay. Um, I watched the entire Ohio State Penn State game. Penn State, if if their coaching staff honestly weren't a bunch of boneheads, they could have won that game. It's possible. It's possible. Yeah, I mean they were in there. Um, they were actually gaining yards on Ohio State, which was surprising to see. Um, when they wanted to, they could move the ball. They just had a hard time scoring. Now you could say the same for. Clemson's defense. I mean, sometimes we let people run up and down the field, but they don't score. Yeah, that's true. Um, but Georgia, I watched them play Florida. Now, Florida's not that great of a team, obviously, but they should have won that game by 40-something points. It looked like they kind of took their foot off the gas. I was going to say, I mean, that's the problem with Georgia. Like, I, I've, I've saw too many times this year, and it could just be them getting complacent. Like, they're up, what, 28-3, to and you're like, okay, well, this is kind of how we thought this game was going on or going to go. And then all of a sudden you look up and it's 28-20, to and you're like, well, what the heck happened? Yeah, and then eventually, then they kind of took back off, and then they they win by twenty two points. But there's just times in games, kind of like the Missouri game or like that Florida game, where you're like, well, I mean, I don't. There's there's times you look really good, and there's times you don't look really good. So I just I don't know quite where to. I think they're still a very good team. Don't get me wrong, but yeah. I just I don't know really know where to put them. And again, we will find out very quickly coming Saturday. So I think all this is going to shake itself out very quickly, basically. But just again, it's just as of right now, this is what I think. Yeah, um, with what you said before about Georgia almost losing to Missouri, um, that that can happen to a championship caliber team. Clemson won a national championship with Deshaun, and we lost to a Pittsburgh team one year. Um, yep. So everybody thought we didn't even deserve to be in the playoff, and then we won the national championship. Yep. So it can happen. Oh yeah. Um, but at the same time, I don't believe this Georgia team will win a national championship. There are they don't look like they did last year, where it's just like really scary. Like I don't know who's going to beat them. Yeah, they're 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 they just don't look as defensively. That I think they're still good, but I think they're still they're not what they were last year. And I think they're they still got Brock Bowers, which he is just ridiculous. Absolutely. Um, but I mean, other than that, I just. There's just something like they're missing just a little bit what they had last year for me to be like, yep, they're still what they were last year. You know what I mean? Right, yeah, absolutely. Where it's almost a shoe-in for a national yeah. title. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, that's going to bring us to three, which I think – well, I don't know. Well, what you got at three? I got Georgia at three. Okay. So, that's so I have Ohio State at three. Okay. Yeah. So I guess for the same reasons we just said. Yeah, that's I, mean, I think those. That's what, this is the hardest part to me. I mean, to me, they could flip flop, and I would be completely okay with it. I mean, you know, this just to me, I test wise, that's the reason why I put them where I did. But I would be perfectly okay them flip flop like you have it. It's really there's no skin off my back. Yeah, it's almost a tie at this yeah. point. Um, speaking of ties, uh, in the AP Tennessee is tied for two, which yeah. I thought was funny because they definitely just wanted. 
to promote on ESPN that there's one versus two this week. Which, yeah, I could, yeah, that's that's probably a pretty good assessment there. <laughs> but you know, at the same time, it's probably not inaccurate. Um, yeah. Oh, no. it's just funny that they tied them. Like yeah. you didn't have to do that, but whatever. Um, but yeah, so at four, what you got? No, I got us at four. Gotcha. So you got us at four. Um, I have Illinois at four, of course. Oh, yeah, of um, course. Yes. Uh, no, of course. <laughs> I have Clemson at four um, as well. Um, we're a loose four. Uh, yeah, that's a good way to put it. <laughs> I think we're a loose four. Um, we are teetering. We are teetering. We, we really need to see something, you know, like normal Clemson this time of year, pull away, start really looking like a cohesive team. And then we won't be a loose four anymore. But as of right now, that's where I, I think, think if we would have had this conversation Friday, we would have it would have been like, you know, yeah, have we looked great? Nah. But you know, win wise, I mean, you know, we got three top fifteen wins, and you know, Wake's ranked tenth, and Syracuse is ranked whatever they were fourteen or twelve or whatever they were, and uh. NC State was a NC top State at the time and all this stuff. But now after Saturday, those don't look as great because Wake gets his doors blown off by Louisville and yep. Notre Dame goes up there. Now, I mean, that still can help us because we got to play Notre Dame this week. But, I mean, Notre Dame goes up to Syracuse and just bully beats them down, just running the football all over them. So, I mean, now those wins. Now, technically, those all those teams are still ranked in the top 25. But yeah. they just not as cool. They little little shines come off those wins just a little bit after Saturday, but up until that point, you know, we were one of the only teams in the country to have three top fifteen wins. So just yeah. resume wise, that's why I put us at four and maybe not Michigan or something like that. It's really not definitely not eye test wise. That is for sure. But right. just resume wise, and you're undefeated. I mean, you've won the games that you you've played. I'm going. I'm, I I put you at four, but I, that's it's it's definitely not because of on field, you know, performance or eye test that I put us at four. That's for sure. Right, especially after the whole debacle with our quarterback situation. Um, I can see why they would even be a little bit like, well. Heck, that maybe they don't even know who the quarterback is, even though we do. Um, yeah, I could see them, you know, making some assumption about that. But yeah, I agree with everything you just said. Um, yeah, that's oof, NC State really fell off hard, but it was funny. I was watching um, game day, and they were talking about us, and they put up two of our uh, marquee wins, and one was Wake Forest, and the other one was Syracuse. And me and Dad were watching together, and I look at him, and he looks at me, and he's like, where's the top 10 game day NC State win? Like, they yeah. were 10. So we yeah. had a we had a few top 10 wins. Um, I don't know if they were top 10 at the time. I think only in state, NC State was. but um, No, NC State, yeah, they were 10. Yeah, they were 10. Was Syracuse any was – were they, like, just under 10 when we played them? What were they? Were they 12? Or four, 13, 14, 11 to 14, somewhere around something, there. Something like that, yeah. But anyway, yeah, like you said, I mean, we have wins against top uh, 25 teams. Um, a little shine has come off of them. And we have to start thinking about, oh, no, Notre Dame looked good against a team that we struggled with. And Louisville blew the doors off of 
a top 10 team. Maybe these teams are starting to hit their stride late in the season and we have to play them. So in back to back weeks. So it's starting to get a little hairy here for the, I literally, I told Leslie like just a couple weeks ago, like you were looking at these next two games and you're like, you know, yeah, we got to go to Notre Dame, but I mean, you know, they, they just lost to Stanford. They're not looking that great. Like, okay, we should be okay. And then Louisville, God, they've been terrible all year long. And literally just one Saturday, you're like, well, I mean, I don't know. Notre Dame's 5-3. and three. Yeah, they got a couple terrible losses. But, I mean, when they've played ACC opponents in Syracuse and North Carolina, they've blown their doors off. And then Louisville, everybody knew they have Malik Cunningham. You know, he's a dynamic player. But they've the defense has been awful. But then they just... I mean, that game snowballed on Wake. If you go back and watch that game, I mean, it was very nip and tuck till all of a sudden Wake just started turning the ball over left and right, and yeah. we'll just take advantage of all that. Um, but it, even still, I mean, the, Malik Cunningham is a dynamic player, so that guy just in general scares you. Yes. So, yeah, it's all of a sudden after one Saturday, you're like, well, now these two games are, well, I don't know, not as yeah. easy as we thought. Yeah, and you know what? Um Good on them. I mean, we, I mean, Notre Dame's not ranked, but the more wins these teams have when we play them, just, you know, it helps us if we beat them. Yeah. But it doesn't make you feel any better the week before, day before, day of, even when you go to play them, you get a little nervous instead of feeling like, okay, I think we have a, a layup here if we just play right. Now it's like, oh, we really got to bring it. You know, you should always feel like you should bring it every week, obviously, but, you know, yeah. there are certain games where you're like, all right, this should be a layup. Just play well, yep. and you should win. Now it almost feels like, all right, you got to play a plus game to you know let's let's get the job done early and not hang around and you know have something fluky go on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But uh, but yeah. So I guess that rounds out our top six. We'll see what uh, what happens with that. Yeah, I'll be very interested to see. Uh, I think I mean, I, again, I don't, I don't think what the top four or whatever has never. From the first week, has not all four teams or whatever has ever been in the final one, something like that. I believe that's the stat. That, so, that I mean, honestly, right. the first one doesn't really matter. But it's always fun to kind of just see where. And, I mean, honestly, too, but it, it, that may be the case. Like, none of the four has ever, all four have made into the final. But where you start makes a big difference, especially for, like, teams outside, say, the top ten or whatever. Yeah. Like, just thinking about maybe Oregon or somebody like that. Like, you run the table in the Pac-12. You know, you had that one terrible loss in the beginning of the season. You got your doors blown off. But, like, can you make up that much ground, you know, for this next couple weeks if the teams ahead of you kind of stay status quo? But you look really good, but you started at 10. Can you make up? You know what I mean? So, it yeah. does have a little bit of the way things start out, you know, way they'll end up. Um, so that is kind of interesting to look at it at that point, but top four wise, like it, you know, it really, yeah, it really doesn't matter this week, but it's always fun to watch. Yeah, I mean, like you said, it matters, but it doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, Ohio State a few years back lost to Purdue, and I'm pretty sure it was like a pretty bad loss, and they still made it to the playoff and did really well. Yeah, um, I think Oregon losing to the number one ranked team at the time and then still playing well should definitely get a look. If they oh were. yeah, I mean, it, I mean they're they're playing very 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 good football. Right now, yeah. So. 
It is cool too. It's um, there's a lot of the same faces and names here, but it is cool to see Tennessee in there a little bit. You know, switch it up. I guess they're taking the place of Oklahoma this year. Yeah, well, yeah, maybe, maybe. Um, but yeah, I mean, overall, a lot of the same old faces and names, but we'll see what happens. Yeah. Um. All right. Well, that was fun. That was a lot of fun. Yep. Um, I love doing lists like that. So. Uh, anytime you want to bring up a list idea, we can list anything you want. Yeah, um, we can just keep this going as a little a little segment from here on out throughout the rest of the season. Oh yeah, absolutely. I think we should just keep up with it. Um, yeah. So we have a big game this week. We've already talked about it a little bit. Yep. Um, against Notre Dame, it, it turned out to be a lot bigger of a game uh, than it was previously. Um, for us, every game's big because. The bias out there. Um, you have to go undefeated if you're Clemson, pretty much. Oh, absolutely. So, um, yeah. So, what are we looking at for Notre Dame this week? All right. So, Notre Dame five and three on the year. Um, a couple just scratch your head losses. I mean, they lost to Ohio State in the beginning of the season, so you're like, okay, not a terrible one. But then they follow that up with a loss to Marshall. Not, not, not the best. And then, if you remember, they almost lost to California the very next week that pulled that out. So they started out year one and two, really looking terrible. Um, but then they go into North Carolina. That North Carolina, you know, all of a sudden they're they're looking like well, we're going to be playing them in the uh, ACC championship game as long as we take care of business in our next two ACC games. Um, but they really kind of bully beat them down. Then they go to they get BYU, which is an okay win, but BYU is quite not quite what. People thought they were going to be. So then you got a two-game win streak, and then you go home, and Stanford beats you. And just just an awful, awful loss. So, again, you're like head-scratching. What is Notre Dame? And they got UNLV. That is what it is. And then they got Syracuse coming off the loss to us. Uh, but then they kind of go up there and bully beat down Syracuse. So I don't know, man. Uh, I, don't, I don't really know what Notre Dame is. Um they're a team that likes to run the football. Mm-hmm. And all of their uh, and all of their wins go even going back to the, this uh, past week's game against Syracuse. They had 246 yards rushing um, and 116 yards passing. So they they kind of used the playbook that we used in the second half. We know we talked last week about the Syracuse defense being undersized. You know, I talked about you know I didn't couldn't tell what the defensive lineman were and what the, the wide receivers were. They all kind of look the same size. So, I mean, you should be able to line the ball up and just run right down their throat, and that's just what Notre Dame did. Uh, out of They had 76 plays, and out, and out of that, they were 54 runs out of 76. Wow. Uh, yeah, so their, their top two backs, number seven and number 20, each had 20 carries apiece. Uh, one went for 123 and two touchdowns. The other went for 85 and and one touchdown. Um, so again, and all and every win that they've had this year against North Carolina, and that's kind of what I'm using the the gauge I'm using against two ACC teams. Uh, against Syracuse, they had uh, like I said, 246 on the ground, and against um, uh, North Carolina, they had 287 on the ground. Now. The only thing that kind of is interesting about that North Carolina game, now North Carolina's defense is terrible. Syracuse defense is actually okay. 
the quarterback for him threw for 289 against North Carolina. Um, so that kind of scares you a little bit in three touchdowns. But going to the Syracuse game, he only threw for 116. He was 9 for 19 for 116 with a touchdown and a pick. So in all their other games, the quarterback really doesn't scare me all that much. Their receivers really don't scare me that much. But they want they can run the football when if you, if you're not sound in your uh, protections or in your uh, scheme and everything getting lined up, which we have kind of struggled at in the first halves of ball games this year. We've you know talked about that a lot. Uh, they can they can take advantage of that. Absolutely. Um, yeah. Uh... I think we've mentioned it before. Um, Clemson really needs – after this bye week, I'd love to see the defense playing assignment football again. I feel like there's a lot of times <clears throat> throughout a game where, you know, plays can happen against our defense, and it's just because somebody's not playing their assignment correctly, yeah. which is not typical us. Um, I feel like it's not typical us, but this year, for some reason, I feel like that's happening a little too much. Um, I mean, heck, we it's not really assignment-wise, I don't think, but as much as it is play calling, but like we talked about last week, Syracuse, um, they would motion over receivers, and then for some reason our defensive end is having to guard them. Like, why is that happening? Um, <laughs> yeah. But that might be more play calling than assignment. But anyway, yeah, when, when it comes to the run game, fill the gaps, stop the run. Um, and honestly, like you said, the quarterback's not scaring me. Wide receivers aren't scaring me. Let them throw the ball. Um, if you let Notre Dame control the clock and, you know, bully you, uh, bully you with uh, the run game, that's not going to be a recipe for success. So that's really something you got to look out for. Yeah, and it's not – they don't really do anything sp- special in the run game. Like Syracuse and Florida State both, they run a lot of zone – zone runs where they kind of get the defense to flow one way, and then it's a lot of cutbacks, a lot of counters. Notre Dame really just kind of lines it up and just wants to use their size and, and bully you. So it's not it, – it looks very simple to an extent. Now, it's not simple to – I mean, you still got to play assignment football, and but it's not as – I don't know what the word I'm trying to think of. It's not as technical. I don't know. It's not as technical defensive or, you know, trying to stop them as the Syracuse and Florida States look like to me, just watching them just, just a little bit. Um, and then again, quarterback wise. Yeah. He just, he doesn't, he doesn't scare me. I mean, uh, receiving wise in the Syracuse game, their top guy was the tight end. Um, you know, in the past we have had a little trouble covering tight ends. Um, but I mean, when yes. that's kind of their only guy you would think, that that should be a little easier, maybe. Now, if you got to start putting more people in the box and start, you know, really trying to clamp down on the run, could he squirt out behind linebackers and stuff, and you hit him down the seams? Possibly, I would. I would, you know, just thinking off the top of my head, that'd be one thing they would try to exploit against us. Um, but yeah. then, like, just straight up receiver wise, the they have one receiver, number sixteen. He's a big guy, six four. Uh, I mean, he had three catches for 44 yards in the Syracuse game, but, I mean, nothing. He hasn't just popped off the page to me in all the other games, too. Um, right. So, I mean, just in general, in the losses that Notre Dame has had, um, if you can stop the run, once again, that's what they want to do, 
you have a very good chance at beating them. Now, I mean, that's not always, you know, that's way easier said than done. But just, for example, I mean, in the Ohio State game, um, Notre Dame had 76 yards rushing. Well, of course, that's not going to be a recipe for success when that you, that's all you want to do is run the football. Against Notre Dame, they had 130 yards rushing. Uh, again, not great. And in the Stanford game, they had 150 yards rushing uh, and 150 yards passing. They only had 300 yards total offense. That was just an ugly game both both ways, honestly, because it was a sleeper of a game. But, I mean, so basically the, the key to success against Notre Dame is stop the run and make them pass it. And right. You, you would think we should be able to do that with the defensive line that we have, the defense that we have. I mean, we're, we kind of pride ourselves on being able to stop the run. Yep. Um, Always have, pretty much. Yeah, and and maybe this will this will help. Uh, it'll help us a little bit because the past two games that we've given up rushing yards has honestly been to the quarterback, with Schrader against Syracuse and uh, Jordan Travis for uh, Florida State. Right. And this guy, he's not he's not going to just take off and and run on you. So they they do it with their backs. Um, yeah. So maybe that helps us out a little bit because only we only got a key on the guys in the backfield and not really have to worry about two guys coming out of the backfield with a quarterback and a running back. So maybe we can maybe we can see old Clemson defense and just clamp down on the run and yeah them not um, doing it. And honestly, that's what we how we've had success against Notre Dame in the past. Like they just they can't run the football on us. Right. Exactly. And that's what they like to do. They like to control the game with their run game and. Rely on the quarterback to make just a few plays to keep the ball rolling for them, but usually we're pretty good at stopping that. Um, I would also predict we're going to see a lot of screens to the running back. Um, you know, let them through. You know, let the big boys through. Throw it over their head because um, I think their offensive line isn't the best in the world. It's not bad by any means. It's just not the best in the world. So. It's very possible we get back there, and if he can't scramble, he's going to have a long day. So they're not going to throw the ball a whole lot, and if they do, it's probably going to be a lot of dink and dunk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would, I, I think I would agree with that. Um, but what about for our offense? Um, yeah. What What's the best way to success? It looks like for you. Uh, well, I don't know. I mean, so in their you know, in the kind of their their main wins that I'm going to go with, North Carolina and Syracuse. Um, Syracuse threw the ball for 225. They only rushed for 61. Um, so, and if you just think about us and what we did uh, with them rushing, mo- mostly Schrader. Now Schrader was hurt. We dinged him up, and he did not look like the same quarterback in this game against Notre Dame. So that definitely helped. But, I mean, they held Sean Tucker to hardly anything. Um, so they had to do it through the air, to try to th- do it through the air. North Carolina, kind of the same thing. I mean, Drake May had a great day through the air. Um, he had five touchdowns through the air, 301 yards. Now, I don't think DJ's Drake May. Um, but then rushing the ball uh, was, I mean, North Carolina only had 66 yards against him. So it looks like that they, you know, the defense is okay. They can, they seem to be able. They want to stop the run first. Um, so just, just in their past recent games, 
they've been able to, you know, plug up, plug up uh, the run game and make you pass it. I don't know if that's good or bad for us. I mean, honestly, well, I say that we want to run the football. Our, our key to success is running Shipley, running Moffa, and that's what's been our, you know, bread and butter this year. Now, DJ has, you know, except for last week or you know the week prior, uh, he's done what he needs to do, and we've we've been able to pass it okay. Yeah. Um, so if we have to just rely on that, that's a little, it's a little scary, maybe after what we saw last week or the week before. Sorry. Um. So uh, I don't know. I mean, our recipe for success is being able to run the football. Absolutely. Their defensive success comes from stopping the run, and they're in here recently. So. I don't know. It's going to be a real grudge match because we're both going to be trying to do the same thing. Yeah, basically. It's going to be. And so this could be kind of a grinded out game for both teams. Um, I mean, and honestly, Vegas is looking. They're kind of thinking that too. I mean, the spreads, I think now it what had dropped to three and a half. Now it's back to four and a half. So, I mean, they're thinking that this is going to be a, you know, a, a slobber knocker of a game. So, and I, I, and I would have to agree with that because both teams want to kind of do the same thing. So it could be a very methodical, a lot of three and outs, you know, trying to run the ball when you can and, and throw it when you can and hope. Now, I believe DJ is better than him, and I believe we have more weapons than they do on the outside that we should be able to use. It's just, you know, can DJ go back to DJ that we have saw in the first handful of games this season and not? And come back from that Syracuse game. That's going to be the. That's the only thing what's kind of got me a little worried. Like just seeing that game the 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 other week, and going into this game, going up there seven thirty, the whole thing. I mean, there's sellout crowd, but you know all that. That's the only. I mean, it just makes me a little weary. Not feeling as great. Yeah, I gotta agree with you. And the other thing is, um, for me. I mean, you're going up there and, you know, the environment, we, we know all that. Um, and it's a big deal. It really is. Uh, they just came off a big win, I feel like, for them. Um, it was a really big win. I know it was for us, uh, so it had to be for them. Oh, yeah. Um, so, you know, they're feeling the the heat from that, um, a little momentum. We're coming off a bye week, and, you know, we I feel like as fans we always kind of uh, – romanticize the bye week as a week of that's a good thing for your team and it is in a way where you get healthier you get some rest which is great but it's not always going to mean that you're going to come out fresh and looking great and more cohesive sometimes it can even be the opposite sometimes you can have some rust that's true so that that is bothering me a little bit um a little worried that we're going to come out stale on offense i think defensively we'll be Fine. I, I just have a really good feeling about the defense this week. Um, uh, maybe that's dumb, but I, I do. I have a good feeling about the defense. Offense, um, I'm actually not that worried about DJ. I think this was probably the best thing for him was to have this week, um, week or two, you know, off. Um, and to, you know, get better and, um, you know, maybe clean up some mistakes um, that happened during the Syracuse game. Um, but 
with Notre Dame coming off a big win. Um, they're, you know, they're trucking, they're rolling. We just, you know, woke up from a nap, it feels like. Um, I don't know if the start's going to be super awesome, but hopefully we get our bearings early enough to really um, make do some damage early-ish. Maybe third quarter, really pull away in the third quarter. That would be the best case scenario for us. Yeah, and we say it all the time in these, you know, prime time away night games. The the biggest thing is keeping the crowd under control. Don't do anything crazy. Not to let them, you know, just get overly just all the momentum on their side. Um, you really just kind of want to just weather the storm. You know, it's great if you can go down and score, stop, score. You know, go up fourteen nothing or something crazy stuff, and then just really take the crowd over. I mean, that's best case scenario. Um, but I mean, even you don't even got to do that. Just just kind of get through that first quarter. If you don't let them, you know, have a two score lead like up ten nothing or something like that. Like just keep it, keep it nip and tuck, and then just kind of let the let the game kind of settle in, and then do what we've been able do what we were usually able to do, and kind of wear teams down. Um, you know, throughout the game, that's, right. that's kind of what we what you need to do in these kind of games, and what we've always been pretty good at doing. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's that's ex- absolutely what you need to do. Um, I mean, I would love nothing more than to see Clemson come out and be the team up two scores early. Um, oh, yeah, that'd be li- great. <laughs> yeah, how likely is that? Not sure. Yeah. I mean, it is getting to be like uh, – well, so like the Jacksonville Jaguars, for example, um, there's this thing going around now, and it's pretty accurate. You almost know what the game's going to be before the game's even played. they're going to start out great on defense. They're going to get the first score. They're going to go up early and then they're going to fall flat for two quarters. And then they're going to score late in the fourth quarter to go up and they're going to lose. It happens every single week. Um, Clemson, we could almost set your time to what that game is going to look like more than likely. Um, That's how it feels to me anyway. You know, you weather the storm in the first, you take the lead right before half, you play better in the third, kind of lose a little bit in the fourth, but you win the game. Other than Syracuse, I feel like that's been pretty much what's going on. Yeah. Um, so I just hope that we can, you know, play like we did against NC State a little bit more where, you know, you have the game won by the time it's, you know. In the second half, yeah, you, you kind of put it all together and that nowhere in that second half do you think, like, they have yes. a chance. Basically, defensively, you just stifle them, and then offense, you do enough to kind of keep the game at bay, basically. Yeah, absolutely. Um, that would be the most ideal situation. Um, that would be an A-plus game to me if you can do it that way. Yeah, I'm, I'm hoping that we can we can put together a four quarters. I mean, this is Dabo, you know, November championship phase of the year, last four games. Um, this is when you kind of need to start peaking and start playing your best football, and we have yet to see a whole full game of four quarters of good football. So there's no better time to do it than this week. Absolutely. And also, you know, you don't want to – you can only play the game that you're playing that week. Um, Don't ever look ahead. But the psyche of this team could be affected were you not to win – this week it doesn't really have an effect on you going to the ACC championship game. It's possible it could ruin your playoff chances. Uh, that's that's 
Oh, you lose, and and you're more than likely the playoff hopes are over. Yes, um, but you know it's really, really important. Um, I think this week to play well, to have a lot of confidence, go in there and smack Louisville at home. Even though I mean, because their quarterback is going to give us fits, we know that already. Yeah. Um, but that's going to be your orange pant game, more than likely, um, with the purple jerseys. Uh, you really. Yeah, yikes. Um, the Halloween uniforms. Yep. Um, but, yeah, I guess all I'm saying is you really need to be super focused and confident going into that game so you can take care of business and get yourself to Charlotte. Um, so this is a big week for more than one reason, I think. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I agree. I agree. Um, with that being said, is there anything else you got for this upcoming game against Notre Dame? I don't think so, man. I believe. Uh, I believe that's it. Hopefully we go up there and – Take care of business. Always good to beat Notre Dame. I mean, it's a big, you know, feather in your cap. No matter what, how good or bad Notre Dame is, you know, it's to have a, a win against Notre Dame is always, you know, something good. Oh, my God. I mean, I just love the fact that we play them a lot now. I mean, every – I mean, again, they're this isn't their best team that we've played, but good Lord, it's a lot of fun to, to know we get to go up to Notre Dame and we get to watch them play Notre Dame. It's pretty cool. Yep. Um, with that being said – I think you know what time it is. I think it's time for everybody's favorite segment. What's up, guys? The Show Me the Money segment of the show is brought to you by David Arledge with Cornerstone Construction, everybody's favorite roofing and solar company. Give them a call for all your roofing, siding, gutters, and solar needs. Whether it is commercial, residential, or any type of repair, he will take care of you and your property. For expertise and professionalism, give them a call and schedule your free inspection at 864-800-3106. And with all the money that Cornerstone Construction saves you, you know, you could buy your wife a gift or go on that fancy vacation you've always wanted to go on or just throw it down on some games. And speaking of games, I think it's time for everyone's favorite segment. Yeah, yeah, no, 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 show you the money. That not so good. Show me the money. Show me the money. Yeah. Louder. Show me the money. I need to feel you, Jerry. Show me the money. Jerry, you better yell. Show me the money. All right. We're back with show me the money. Show me the money. <laughs> All right. So I don't believe we did very well last week. No, sure. we did not. So we both went because, I mean, honestly, I didn't really think about it when we were doing it, but we both had the same picks for every single, all five games. Um, so we both went two and three, but that was my first uh, losing week since week one, and that was your first losing week since week four. And we've only had this only out of nine weeks, we've had, you know, each two losing weeks. So, I mean, that's still. Pretty Solomon. We're still making show money. So I mean, you're yeah. gonna have you're gonna have those bad weeks. You know, they all can't always be winners. But right. you know what? There's always a new week. There's and always that is this week. week. Yep. And if um, I think it's a good idea to have me pick first because if you were picking first from here on out, I would just always agree with your pick so I could win. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so we're gonna go with that. Yep. All right. So first game, uh, probably the biggest game. Of the year, what I mean, yeah, biggest game so. of the year, biggest game of the week, Tennessee at Georgia. 
That line opened at 12.5 for Georgia, and it has fallen to 8.5 for Georgia. Okay. So that's actually (sighs) all Las Vegas, you know? Um, They know what they're doing, man. They know what they're doing, and the thing about it is you basically are picking who do you think is going to win this ballgame. Because, um, I mean, not necessarily. Um, I guess you could think, well, Georgia could win by three points and, you know, Tennessee covers. But I think I think Tennessee is going to win this ballgame. So I got Tennessee. I got Tennessee, too. Um, even if Georgia wins, I think it's more of just – I think it's kind of an Alabama game 2.0. It is them going back and forth. Is Georgia's defense a little better than – Alabama's, I believe so. Um, is Bama's offense better than Georgia's? I believe so. Um, so I think it's, I think it, it's just, I think it's going to be nip and tuck, dude. But I, I, I really think, like you said, I think Tennessee's going to win this ball game. I just, their offense is just on another level. So even if Georgia gets a couple stops in there, I, I don't think they're going to stop them enough. And then I think Tennessee's off, or excuse me, defense is playing okay enough where I think they might be able to, to stop Georgia a little bit. So I just don't see a team right now anywhere in the country, maybe maybe Ohio State, but I don't even think them right now that can score points with Tennessee. So that's yeah. why I, I really am taking them with eight and a half points. Uh, I, yeah. That just seems like way – the Bama game was, what, seven and a half, and they cover that because they won. I just I just seem I just see this being a very similar game. Yeah, I, I do too. Um, it's definitely going to be um, a brawl for a while. I don't know when it's going to happen in this game, but I see Tennessee going on some kind of a run where they score multiple drives in a row. Um, I think Georgia scores as well. Oh but, yeah, um, I think they do too. But I could see Tennessee not winning handedly, but at some point in this game, they're going to have enough of a cushion to where Georgia Mace could score once or twice at the end of the game. Um, and it'd be close, but I think Tennessee wins just because there's going to be some stretch where they're going to score a lot. Yeah, I mean, being at in Athens is a, that's a, big, that's a big deal. Yeah. Um, so maybe that's where some of those points are coming from for them. But, again, I just – I don't know, man. I think Tennessee's playing with just house money right now. I think they're playing with all the confidence in the world, and they're just they're playing best football in the country right now. So that's why that's why I'm going Tennessee. SEC game of the uh, week. Next game, Bama. Huh. SEC oh, yeah. I mean, game of yeah. the week. Um, it really should be played SEC, at night. That's all I was going to say. <laughs> yeah, college game. The whole the whole shit. Yeah, they um, should play at night. I don't know why they're not, but whatever. Yeah. Uh. Next game, Bama at LSU. Bama opened up at 13.5, has fallen to 12.5. Very interesting. Um, LSU is on the come up a little bit. as They have come a long ways. Yeah, as Alabama has continued to look mediocre for Alabama. Um, at best, I would say. Probably one of their worst teams in a while, but that's still a really good team com- comparable to other teams. Um, that being said, where are they playing this game? At LSU. At LSU. I'm going to go with LSU then to cover. Um, Alabama has a hard time playing there for the most part. And 
You know, LSU's not scaring me. I don't think they're going to beat Alabama, but I think they cover the spread there. I have LSU as well. Um, oh, wow. I think LSU's playing better football. I think that uh, uh, just blanked on homie's name, the quarterback for LSU, Daniels is the last name, I believe it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, a great athlete can run, has passed the ball a little better as of recently. And if you can run and you can pass a little bit as a quarterback against Alabama, you're more than likely going to have some decent success. That's uh, true. They, they absolutely have just a, a time with quarterbacks like that. Um, as we do. So I'm going to go LSU too. I don't know if they can. I don't think they win, but I think it's is a. I think it's a good ball game, and uh, I think they they cover that cover the twelve and a half. Yeah, I think it should be around ten, somewhere around there. I can see it. Uh, third game, the OU of SC Gamecocks going up to Nashville to play the mighty Commodores. <laughs> Ooh, baby, throw out the record books. Oh, God. Uh, Carolina it opened up at seven and a half and has went to six and a half points. Wow. What a slap in the face. What a big turnaround, too. Oh, they were just all jacked up, weren't they? They just had all the confidence in the world. Yeah, poor things. Um, That's what happens when, you know, you don't have 100-yard kickoff returns and block punts and crazy, you're right. you're crazy right. plays in a game happen. you got to play a straight-up football game, and your offense sucks. <laughs> you were absolutely right last week about all of that. Um, yeah, I mean, I, we literally talked about it, did we not? Yep. We literally said everything what happened in that ball game. Like where they like like if you got to play a straight up game and you don't have all this I mean just look at the A and M game you got spotted seventeen points right off the bat and then after that it was A and M probably outplayed you to those last couple drives so I mean nothing has changed even the the Kentucky game you got spotted I think it was then they like run back a then they run back the uh, like a fumble return the first play of the game and they were up seven and they were playing the backup quarterback the whole time and I mean even that game was. You know, a nip and tuck for the whole game. I mean, at some point in the game, you, at some point, your de- offense has got to play well, and their offense stops. So, you know, I, it it just is what it is. That's right. a dog. That's a dog. Yeah, sorry about that. That's uh, that's our, our dog, Callie. Um, I believe our, our dad is is home right now. Huh. Um, so, yeah, he's he's walking in the door right now, so she's going nuts. Um, yeah, I, I still – I think Carolina covers the spread, but it's probably going to be uh, almost on the number of seven. Um, so I think that's what's going to happen this week. I just, you know, it's it's Vandy. I don't know. I, I, I know. can't. I can't I do it. I can't pick Vandy. I am actually going to go Vandy. <laughs> they more because, more but. because, I have gotten screwed on Carolina a couple I times. Do. Um. And I think if you just go back, I mean, it's you can't always, you know, look at other games and compare them to, you know, now, you know, games the this week. But literally just two weeks ago, Vandy probably should have beat Missouri. Yeah. And then you watch this game against the Missouri game against Carolina. You're like, I mean, honestly, it was never a ball game. Like they kind of just controlled it the whole time. And then also, I mean, Vandy pushed Ole Miss for like two and a half quarters. And there was another game in the season where they played okay. Yeah, they don't win games, of course. But, I mean, they've actually played, like, okay in some ball games. So, 
I don't know, dude. I mean, the USC's offense stinks. And Vandy's uh, coach is a defensive guy. I think he's going to draw some stuff on. I think he's going to he's going to be able to stop stop them stop that offense. So I, I think I think Carolina might win, but dude, it might come down to a field goal <laughs> to me. If they don't, if you know, none of the crazy crap happens, they don't block punts and do all this crazy stuff, and they got to once again play another straight up football game. I don't know. I think Vandy covers it. It's very possible. Um, yeah, Carolina's they're they're on the struggle bus, even though they, I mean, every win that they have that is quote unquote impressive is just not actually that impressive. Well, you look at Kentucky. I mean, again, they played Kentucky against a backup quarterback, and now Kentucky's not even with Levis. You know, uh, I mean, it was against uh, Tennessee, but I mean, even still, wasn't even close. Like they didn't could move the football, couldn't do anything. Um, and then A and M is just the dumpster fire that A and M is. I mean, Gosh. and again, even in, but in, even still, as bad as those both of those teams have, are playing now, in both those games against Carolina, they had that they were just some, they were a special team stuff. And again, we talked about it last week. You have to make those plays. I mean, those plays, you 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 made those plays. Good for you. But at the same time, those play you can't rely on those plays to win you ball games every single week. Eventually, you're gonna have to just play football. Yeah, you just offense defense, and when they have to do that, we like we saw this week, it's not good. So, yeah, I don't know. We'll we'll see. We'll, we'll see. Uh, okay, next game, kind of off the path a little bit, but you know, games that we really don't really probably watch, but you know, not a whole lot of great games this week, except for the kind of the top tier games. Uh, Texas Tech going to TCU. TCU, of course, uh, undefeated, playing. Okay, you know, they've had a couple this last week against West Virginia. West Virginia pushed them for a while to the very last 20 seconds that they end up covering. Uh, kind of a bad beat on that uh, for West Virginia. Um, TCU opened up at 7.5 and has moved to 9.5. Okay, well, uh, I've picked Texas Tech in the past, and I think they've burned me every time. Well, I, I thought them. in our, you know, our work one, I picked Texas Tech against Baylor and – Woo-wee, that was a little bad. Yeah. It was like 40-something to 10 or whatever it was. It wasn't yeah. even close. Yeah, it wasn't even close. Um, and Texas Tech's played okay, but woo, not against Baylor. No. And, you know, TCU being undefeated, I think they're going to cover the spread, and I don't know if it's going to be that difficult for them. I think they're just better, way better. For some reason, this is probably going to be wrong. Um, I'm going to actually go Texas Tech. I okay. think. I think TCU something I don't believe in TCU. I do not think that they make it all the way through the season unscathed. And even though this game's at home, that's going to help. I think I I just wonder if again they're one of those teams that, that hasn't been there. You got to learn how to, you know, when you know play in these games and the pressure starts to mount on you the longer the season goes. Um, and you start thinking about, you know, playoffs, and you start thinking about all these things, and they just haven't been in those kind of situations. I think this is the week that it might, again, they might win it, but I think TC, or excuse me, I think Texas Tech can push them. So I think they, they're they going to cover that, the, the nine and a half point. Yeah, I I'd, I can see your point there. Um, it, TCU is going to have a slip up at some point in time, and it might as well be this week. Why not? You never know. Never know. And the last game, the old Clemson Tigers going up to Notre Dame. 
Uh, we opened up at five and a half. It actually fell to three and a half yesterday and has went back up to four and a half. So that's the number we're going to use, four and a half points. Four and a half points. Well, for this pick, I'm going to need some help. And fortunate for me, I have uh, our father here to help me pick this one. Oh. Oh, yeah. So we got old David Manning here. Dad, what you got for the Notre Dame-Clemson game this week? What's the spread? Four and a half. Four and a half. Ooh, tough one there. Tough one, tough one. Uh, but, you know, the Tigers will prevail. The Tigers will prevail. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. That is a great insight there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep, yep. They're, you know, they won't run the ball on us like they do other people. They just uh, they are going to be overmatched at the line of scrimmage, I believe. And uh, I don't think their quarterback can beat us. And that's almost exactly what we were talking about, right? Before that's you basically exactly through. word for word what we said. So you know what? I think we're that we're on a we're on the right track there. We're on the right track, and for that reason, I believe we're going to cover that four and a half. Uh, yeah, I think we do too. Um, to me, basically, I I don't I just don't see the game coming down to three points. You know what I mean? Like if they for them to cover be a field goal or, you know, that kind of a close game. I, I either think we win, you know, just we we win, cover the spread, or they 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 win. <laughs> you know, I don't I don't see it being like that close of a game. It's either we win outright and we just you know, we win by seven, ten points or or they win. Um I, yeah. I just I, I either <clears throat> I just don't see them being able to run the football the way they want to run the football. Um, I, I know the defense has given up some rushing yards here of late in the past couple of weeks, but again, kind of like we talked about, I don't see their scheme being that big of a deal. They just really want to use their size, line up, and just hit you in the mouth. And I think we have the defensive line that can do the same thing, just line up and hit you in the mouth. Yeah, we're um, gonna need a lot again, of support. Uh, kind of like Dad said, I don't, I just don't. Their quarterback does not scare me. Their outside receivers don't scare me. Tight end might be a little bit of an issue, but if again, if you can, you don't have to worry so much about outside. You can kind of put a guy on a tight end. I don't, I don't know if they 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 scare me too much. Yeah, uh, I think our linebackers are gonna have to give a little bit of help filling those gaps, but otherwise, I think the defensive line is gonna get it done for us as far as stopping the run for sure. Um, and well, since this is audio, you can't see it right now, but as dad was helping me with this pick, he put on a Clemson head, um, like Lee Corso during <laughs> <laughs> next year, guys, we'll have video and we'll catch all that on TV. Oh, yeah. <laughs> any, uh, any final words, dad, for the listeners? Uh, you know, go Tigers and, uh, buy your honey online. <laughs> Yeah, Junie uh, B. Hives. You know, Facebook, Junie B. Hives. We got your quarts, pints, gallons, whatever you need. That's right. You get your uh, your fresh 2022 wildflower honey. That's my stuff. Talking, I had to take a spoonful of it the past couple of nights. I've had a little uh, little tickle in the back of the throat going to bed. Take a little spoonful, kind of soothe the throat, and uh, sleep like a baby. There you go. It's definitely something going around here. Um, well. I think that's going to do it for this episode of the Tiger Brothers Podcast. But thank you, everybody, for listening, and we'll see you next week. See you next week. Go Tigers. Go Tigers.